नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो ट्वेल्व चैप्टर ट्वेल्व टेक्स्ट नंबर एट विदुरोधव संवाद मैत्रेयस्त पुराण संहिता प्रश्नो महापुरुष संस्थिति विदुर उद्धव संवाद शु मैत्रेयस्त पुराण संहिता प्रश्न महापुरुष संस्थिति विदुरोधव संवाद शत्रुमैत्रेयस्त पुराण संहिता प्रश्न महापुरुष संस्थिति Would you like to try? Vidurodhava samvada Shatru maitreya yostataha Purana samhita prashna महापुरुष संस्थिति विदुर उद्धव बिट्वीन विदुर एंड उद्धव संवाद द डिस्कशन डिस्कशन क्षत्र मैत्रेयो between vidura and maitreya so vidura's name here is also uh described as kshatra kshatra so he is a kshatriya vidura tataha then purana samhita <coughs> Concerning this Purana compilation, 
Inquiries Mahapurusha Within the Supreme Personality of Godhead Samstitaha The winding up of creation Translation This scripture also relates the discussions with Dura had with Uddhava and with Maitreya. Inquiries about the subject matter of this Purana and the winding up of creation within the body of the Supreme Lord at the time of annihilation. So which scripture they're talking about? Which scripture? It says this scripture also relates the discussion between Vidura and Uddhava. What? Huh? Srimad Bhagavatam. Yes. Correct. Very good. <clears throat> so, uh, this is the whole discussion about now Srimad Bhagavatam. There are many verses that we will be reading, studying, till we reach a purport. I think it's going to be quite a bit of description. All of this description here is a summary description of the topics that we have studied so far in Srimad Bhagavatam. This is 12th canto, 12th chapter, and for our own benefit, what we have already studied, the topics, the main topics, not all topics, but the some of the topics that are being described here for our own recollection. So, just the heading of the topic is mentioned here in these verses now, in this 12th chapter. It's like conclusion. So, recap. So, if we pay attention, then we can remember many topics and then we will discuss what is the connection, what is the application or what is the uh, thing that we can benefit from from this whole discussion. It's a very big discussion. So that that is the topic of uh, our discussion after we read all these verses. So you can pay attention. Then you can make your comments. Or you can ask questions. So the text number that we are starting with is the text number 8 of the 12th canto, chapter 12. Hare Krishna. Om Ajnanati Miranda Sagananjana Shalake Jakshurun Militam Yenatasmai Shri Guru Namaha. I read the translations, text number 8. This scripture also relates the discussions Vidura had with Uddhava and with Maitreya. Inquiries about subject matter of this Purana and the winding up of creation within the body of Supreme Lord at the time of annihilation. So three very important personalities are mentioned here. Vidura, Uddhava and Maitreya. They have been discussing 
these most important topics. So that is being mentioned in the next verse, text number 9. The creation effected by the agitation of the modes of material nature, the seven stages of evolution of elemental transformation, and the construction of the universal egg from which arises the universal form of the Supreme Lord. All these are thoroughly described. So next topic is, next topic in Srimad Bhagavatam is the, uh, how the creation takes place, how the universe takes place, how the universe is formed. Uh, universe is called Brahmanda, Brahmanda. It's an egg-shaped structure of the universe. And the topmost planet of the this Brahmanda is the planet of Brahma. And from his name, Brahma's name, the Brahmanda is also named. So, that is the biggest and the most opulent, the best planet on the top. And from there, lower seven different planetary systems till we reach the earthly planets where we are staying. And then there are seven lower planetary systems which are the uh, going all the way up to Patal. Atal, Vital, Sutal, Talatal, uh, Mahatal and Patal. So those are the seven lower planet planetary systems. So all of this makes the one Brahmanda in which we are living, we are residing in one corner called the Earth planet. And in the Earth planet there is one corner called the... Uh, American continent, and in American continent, we are on the northern part of the uh, uh, northern continent. Then there is southern America, that's also down below. And in the American continent, there is Canada, USA, and Mexico. And then we are in the USA, in the south, south corner or southwest corner. South corner of USA. Uh, that is the Texas, and in Texas there is a small spot called Dallas, and in the Dallas there is a small street called Gurley Avenue, and on the Gurley Avenue there is the, the temple that we are here. So <clears throat> this whole universe. How it was formed, we cannot figure it out on our own. But Shukdev Goswami and these great personalities, Vyasdev, etc., they are describing, they are discussing. Somebody is asking a question and somebody else is answering. So the student or the shishya, disciple, is asking the question. And the guru, Guru Maharaj or the spiritual master is answering. So that is the format that we have been studying here, uh, question and answer. And through this, their questions and answers, we are learning, even though we are very small in the whole universe, we can still understand how everything is taking place. And then we will be discussing what is the purpose behind it all. Why everything uh, like this so here is the description of the creation, the universal form of the Lord in His universal form, how all the planet, planetary systems are there. In His universal form, all the demigods are also there. 
uh, everybody, all the species of life, all the mountains and rivers, everything that you can see or you cannot see in the universe, everything is there in the universal form of the Supreme Lord. So who, who is this Supreme Lord? <coughs> that is also described in Srimad Bhagavatam in many places. And who is this Supreme Lord? That is also described in Bhagavad Gita. So we will be discussing this. Now, the uh, next verse is Text number 10. Other topics include the subtle and gross movements of time, the generation of lotus from the navel of Garbhodakshai Vishnu, and the killing of the demon Hiranyaksha, when the earth was delivered from the Garbhodak ocean. So the next major topic in Srimad Bhagavatam is the Garbhodakshai Vishnu. Uh, and the time, how the time is functioning, how the time is regulating everyone or uh, is ruling over everyone. Everybody is under the jurisdiction of time. Nobody can say, I have conquered the time. Or I can, uh, you know, sometimes they imagine that I can go back in a, I can create a time machine and I can go back thousand years back. Or I can create a time machine and I can go ten, uh, thousand years ahead of myself. But uh, this is a speculation. It's because the time is ruling over you and you are very small. Doesn't matter how big the scientist you are or how big a politician you are, whatever you are. But you will never be able to conquer the time. And that example is also given in Srimad Bhagavatam. Many examples are there. But one prominent example is the Hiranyakashipu. He wanted to conquer over time and he wanted to become immortal. So he, he tried in his own way. The whole narration is there in the seventh canto. And then, uh, after his tapasya and penances and everything, Lord Brahma came and Brahma said, Okay, what do you want? Uh, whatever benediction you want from me, I, I can give you. So he said, I want to become immortal. So Brahma said, I can't give you that because even I myself, I'm not immortal. How I can make you immortal? I am under the rule of time. I have to die. Uh, some at some day, so it's you ask something else. So then Hiranyakashipu he asked because he was very expert. Uh, he tried to get almost like immortal that nobody can kill me here, there, anywhere, everywhere. I so then if nobody can kill me, then I will be immortal. That was his idea. Like you know, the lawyers they try to come up with different conditions, different clauses, and make a contract. So similarly, he made a contract with Lord Brahma, and Lord Brahma said, Tathastu, okay? All right, fine. But the Supreme Lord, he can figure out uh, the solution from any kind of contract. 
बिकॉज ही वॉज अगेंस्ट हिज ओन सन हिरण्यकशिपू ट्राई टू किल हिज ओन सन प्रहलाद वॉज अ डिवोटी प्योर डिवोटी सो द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड केम इन द फॉर्म ऑफ नरसिंहदेव एंड ही फिनिश्ड हिम ऑफ हिरण्यकशिपू वॉज गॉन even though he was so powerful and so on so this is the uh, and then there is the description of hiranyaksha and garbhodaksha vishnu where there are three purusha incarnation purusha avatara in order to make this material world creation the first purusha is the karanshai vishnu second is the garbhodaksha vishnu and third purusha is the shirodakshai vishnu so uh, karanshai vishnu he is creating all the universes in the material world and then each universe again one vishnu form uh, is take, taking incarnation that is garbhodakshai vishnu so that is being described here and after garbhodakshai vishnu had made this universe after some time this demon hiranyaksha who was the brother of hiranyakashipu he created problem for the earth planet and then how that problem was solved by the supreme lord how he took another avatar another form what was that form varaha avatar the boar incarnation and then he raised it took out the earth from the mud muck of the garbhodak ocean the earth was submerged inside brought the earth outside again and put in the orbit and hiranyaksha who had done this he was also killed by lord uh, the supreme lord in the form of varaha so that is being summarized here in this verse so hiranyaksha was delivered and the earth was also delivered in proper place so all the people can be happily living in the uh, on the earth planet then text number 11 the bhagavatam also describes the creation of demigods animals and demoniac species of life the birth of lord rudra and the appearance of swayambhu manu from half man half woman ishwara so uh, bhagavatam's next topic that is being summarized here is the creation of different species of life lord brahma he creates different species of life in his brahma loka he has the blueprint from the golok dham vrindavan spiritual world lord krishna gives him sends him the just like we send an email or we send uh, so the whole file is sent so similarly lord krishna transferred the file through gayatri mantra brahma was initiated by lord krishna and he was given the knowledge and uh, how to do it like the species of life how they are existing in the spiritual world in the original form in the original form they are all very perfect species very perfect humans everybody is perfect and everybody is sachidananda vigra everybody is divine everybody but 
that cannot happen in the material world because everybody has material body the spirit soul is there but he is trapped inside the body so who is giving this body so lord brahma he is giving these bodies according to one's previous karma his his desires and his previous karma what activity depending on his activities that he has performed he gets a particular species just like according to our own qualification we may get a job or a business or we may get a house or an apartment or a room or whatever uh, a place to stay according to our means so similarly the living entity according to his desires is performing different activities and according to his activities is getting the result so this result is recorded and compiled together and then accordingly he gets his next body so all of this is done by lord brahma he is the manager he is managing this whole department of creating the species and different people they get different bodies somebody may get a body of a demigod devta somebody may get body of a demon somebody get, becomes a dog or a cat animals somebody becomes a tree or a blade of grass all of these different species of life 8,400,000 different varieties of species are created by who lord brahma so he is the one uh, who is managing uh, on behalf of the supreme lord so that is being described here how this secondary creation is taking place and then there is the birth of lord shambhu lord shiva how he came in this universe that past time uh, is also described how he came out of the body of lord brahma from uh, between the two eyes of lord brahma rudra uh, came out so that description is there and then the swayambhu manu the first manu there are 14 manus in one day of brahma so the first manu came out swayambhu manu uh, that description is being described here then we'll go to the next text number 12 all also related are the appearance of the first woman shata rupa who was the excellent consort of manu in the offspring of the pious wives of prajapati kardama so this is the first woman shatrupa her description is there because lord brahma he was not born from a woman he did not have a mother he was born directly from garbhodakshai vishnu from the navel a lotus came out and on top of the lotus flower lord brahma he took his birth he uh, so he is son of uh, garbhodakshai vishnu directly he is the son of lord vishnu one of the vishnus uh, and uh, he does not have a mother as such you can say because vishnu is there his wife lakshmi ji is also there but lakshmi ji even though she is the wife but she did not give birth to lord brahma he was born from his father 
So for the this material universe, then Brahma he achieved his knowledge and everything. He got his degree and uh, you know uh, all the things that he had to what work he had to do. All of the description is there in the first uh, second canto, and then he started the secondary creation, and he created all the beings. So the first ones that were created, that is being. And the first woman that was created is Shatarupa. And she was married to the first Manu, Swayambhuva Manu. So this dynasty of Manu starts and it goes on. So that is described. Uh, all different Manus, how they come one after another. That is described in detail in Srimad Bhagavatam. Then in the next verse, text number 13. The Bhagavatam describes the incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead as the exalted sage Kapila and and records the conversation between that great saint, uh, learned soul and his mother Devahuti. So next is the uh, third canto, Bhagavatam, describing Kapila the Supreme Lord, Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, he took the form of Kapila. He was the son of Kardama Muni and his mother was Devahuti. So Kardama Muni went to the forest, he retired, and then the son, he took charge. And that time the mother asked some questions to his, to her son uh, that uh, I have some problems and since you are such a great personality you are the avatar you are the incarnation please enlighten me so I can come out of my trouble the real trouble of life or the real question of life so she's asking questions and Kapil Muni uh, Kapil Dev is giving the answers that is the Sankhya Yoga described in the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. So that is being enumerated here. Then in text number 14 and 15 is also described are the progeny of the nine great Brahmanas, the destruction of Daksha sacrifice and the history of Dhruva Maharaj, followed by the history of King Prithu and King Prachinabari. The discussion between Prachinabari and Narada in the life of Maharaj Priyavrata. Then, O Brahmanas, the Bhagavatam tells of the character and activities of King Nabi, Lord Rishabdev, and King Bharata. So, there are so many topics that are following after Kapil Dev's pastime, Kapil Muni's pastime. Next topic is starting with Daksha and Lord Shiva. That uh, what happened with Daksha. So Daksha uh, had done the sacrifice and then all the things went wrong and that description is there. Uh, and uh, because Dhruva Maharaj, he is uh, the son of Uttanapada, so his dynasty is described and uh, 
in in his dynasty also then later on king prithu came he is also partial incarnation of the lord and king prithu how he benefited the human society that description is there and then in his dynasty came king prachinabarhi and king prachinabarhi had some problems and for the to solve his problems narad muni came and he solved the problems of prachina bari that discussion is there and then the uh, discussion of maharaj priyavrata uh, so this bhagavatam is going through different dynasties that came from originally from lord brahma he created all these different uh, dynasties uh, and the, that description is going on in one canto after another and in that uh, sequence there is the king nabi king rishabdev and king bharata so from king bharata is the bharat varsha or uh, what is now known as india or bharat varsha is not the original bharat varsha original bharat varsha means the whole earth planet was known as Bhar, uh, bharat bhumi or the earth planet uh, then slowly slowly uh, geographic divisions uh, different div- uh, political divisions etc took place and now what we see bharatvarsh as india it's a small part of the whole earth planet but uh, if you study mahabharat or the history of of the greater india then you see how all these different parts of the world were part of the bharat so that word bharat came from this king bharata and uh, his character is described and he was son of rishabdev so rishabdev's life and teachings are described and rishabdev was son of king nabi so there's nabi's character so all these great personalities are described one after another in shrimad bhagavatam so why these people are described why all these dynasties are described that we will discuss after we study these verses because anybody can ask the question <clears throat> what is the point of discussing the whole history of the universe that how this universe came into existence and how all these dynasties how brahma is creating all, all of these details what is what the why do i have to get involved with all this anybody can ask the question so that that is one topic we'll discuss after we study this verses then the text number 16 bhagavatam gives an elaborate description of the earth continents regions oceans mountains and rivers so the earth planet is described with its rivers and uh, mountains etc also described are the arrangement of the celestial sphere and the conditions found in the subterranean regions and also in the hell so this is the fifth canto description that uh, the earth planet is described and then the uh, the planets around the earth and uh, uh, the swarga adi loka the above planets of the planets above the earth planets 
uh, as a swarga loka where indra and the different demigods they live and they have their management their duties that is described and then the lower planets where the demons are living uh, subterranean planets the seven different planetary systems lower and also the hellish planets where after the death of the human being if he is not careful and if he has performed sinful activities then he is taken to the court of yamaraj and then his account is opened and then everything is checked whether he what bad things he did what good things he did for good things he uh, did in his life he is rewarded is given some good result for the bad things he gets the punishment so for the punishment there is the hellish planets and what kind of hellish planets are there what kind of punishment is there for what kind of bad thing that you have done all of this description shukdev goswami is describing in the fifth canto then we'll go to the text number 17 the rebirth of prajapati daksha as the son of the prachetas and the progeny of daksha's daughters who initiated the races of demigods demigods demons human beings animals serpents birds and so on all this is described next so prajapati daksha again took birth uh as son of prachetas and then what happened that description is there and because he is a prajapati he has the response one of the prajapatis he has the responsibility to create prajani so he with his help of his wife he created demigods demons humans animals serpents birds all different species as his children so that is described then text number 18 o brahmanas also recounted are the birth and death of vritrasura and, uh, and of ditis sons hiranakshan hiranakashipu as well as the history of the greatest of ditis descendants the exalted soul pralad so this is the topic of the 7th canto where vritrasura's character who was vritrasura how he took birth as vritrasura he was chitraketu a demigod in his previous life but he made a mistake and he had to become vritrasura and then how vritrasura was delivered how he got liberation he got the chance to go back to godhead <clears throat> that description is there because the main thing is the what is the one thing that saved vritrasura even though he was demon what was the one great quality he had that because of that in spite of his being a great demon he achieved a very high class position liberation which is not at all achieved by anybody very easily but he got it so that description is there and after that the description of the uh, great devotee prahlad maharaj and his father the great demon hiran hiranyakashipu and his brother hiranyaksha they are the 
Kashyap and Diti, Diti's son. Diti's sons are called Daityas or the demons. And Kashyap's other wife is Aditi. And Aditi's sons are called Adityas or the demigods. So Kashyap Muni has also children, two kinds. One are good children, group of good good children that are uh, from one wife. They are the demigods. They get to rule over and they get the responsibility for different departments. Somebody gets water department. Somebody gets the light, sun department, electricity, uh, vayu, uh, wind guard, etc. Different uh, demigods. So they are all Aditi sons. <coughs> and demons are Daityas. They get their residence in the lower planetary systems. So their uh, uh, the first one uh, is this two brothers, the Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha. So their character and their activities, etc., described. And then Prahlad Maharaj, even though he was a demon by birth, but how he he was a great devotee, and why how he became such a great devotee, and uh, uh, how Krishna came as Lord Narsingha Dev to rescue him uh, from the greatest danger. Uh, the, all that description is in the seventh canto. Then the next verse is text number 19. The reign of Ishmanu, the liberation of Gajendra, and the special incarnation of Lord Vishnu in each Manvantara. Such as Lord Haya Shirsha are described as well. So, this is the topic of the eighth canto, Gajendra. Gajendra Moksha. That how this uh, <coughs> great elephant who was enjoying with his wives, she elephants, was having such a nice time. But in the one time in this river, he, his leg was caught by the crocodile, very big crocodile. And on the land, even though this Gajendra was so powerful, this elephant, that he could easily crush any kind of crocodile or any kind of creature. He was so powerful. But in the water, his power, uh, uh, he was not able to overpower the crocodile. Crocodile gradually caught hold of his leg. Uh, and when, when crocodile catches somebody, any animal or human being, uh, between his jaws, then his jaws become locked up. And then it's very difficult to release from the jaws of the crocodile. So this crocodile was sucking the blood from this body, the leg of this great elephant. And he was getting his power more, he was becoming more and more powerful day by day. And this elephant, even though he was trying to escape, from this crocodile, he could not because he was becoming weaker and weaker. And finally, when he realized that now my death is near, there's nothing I can do, he became totally weak. And when he was almost ready to die, that time he realized that the only thing now I can do is pray to the Supreme. So he made his prayer to the Supreme. And because of his prayer, 
Lord Krishna came in the form of Vishnu on Garuda and he uh, saved the elephant. This great elephant, he got his moksha, his liberation, as well as the crocodile also got his liberation. Both of them were previously in their last birth were kings and they were enemies and they had taken birth as one as a crocodile and another as the elephant. Both of them <coughs> were delivered by Lord Krishna in the form of Lord Vishnu. That pastime is in the eighth canto, Gajendra Moksha. So, uh, and then the next verse is text number 20. The Bhagavatam also tells of the appearance of Lord of the Universe as Kurma, Matsya, Narasimha, and Vamana. And of the demigods churning of the milk ocean to obtain nectar. So this is the description of Supreme Lord Krishna in his different forms. First time he came as Matsya. Because Lord Krishna, he takes many different incarnations, many different forms. All of his different forms are Vishnu incarnations. His original form is Krishna. Ete chancha kala pumsa krishna stu bhagwan so I am. Indrari vyakulam lokem radianti yuge yuge. So Bhagavatam is centered around this idea that the purpose of discussing all these dynasties and Lord Brahma and how he creates different species and how you came into existence and why you are in Dallas or in any city of the world, of the earth's planet and what is going on around you. If you want to understand that, then the purpose is to understand that who you are, you are a spirit soul. And what is your connection with the Supreme Spirit? The, connect, the Supreme Spirit is Ete Chancha Kalapum. So is Krishna's to Bhagwan. Original Supreme Personality is Krishna. And all these are his incarnations. All these Vishnus are his incarnations. Ansha and Kala, they are different Amshas. And whenever there is some problem, then Krishna, he comes as one of the Vishnus. But he himself does not come every time. In his original form as flute playing Vrindavan Krishna. He only comes once in the day of Brahma. Out of the 4,000 yugas in one day of Brahma, only one time Krishna comes in his original form as Krishna, the 16-year-old boy who loves to play on his flute and who has his friends, coward boys and the gopis and his father, mother, Nandi, Yatroda, etc. So all this Vrindavan scene is performed, his pastime is performed only one time in billions and billions of years, 8.6 billion years, only one time Krishna comes himself. The rest of the 3,999 times he is sending his Vishnu form. He is uh, coming in the form of a Vishnu, like Matsya, Kurma. Some of them are mentioned here. Fish incarnation, Kurma is tortoise. Vamana, uh, Vamandev, 
the Narsinga, half man, half lion, then Lord Ramchandra, uh, then Parshuram, all these different incarnations. He comes in different forms, but himself in his original form, he comes only one time in the one day of Brahma. That he mentions in Bhagavad Gita. So, <clears throat> then there is the pastime of the demigods and the demons. How they wanted the nectar and they were churning the milk ocean to get the nectar so they can become immortal by drinking the nectar. So, uh, when they were churning, so many things came and uh, different people got different nice things that were coming out of the ocean churning. But when the poison came, nobody wanted it. So then Lord Shiva said, okay, I'll take the poison. So he drank the poison. And therefore he's called Nilakanta. His, his kanta, his throat became uh, blue. Uh, he is white color. He's like a white man, like an American man. Very beautiful. But his throat is Nila, his throat is a blue blue color. So, uh, because he drank the poison. And uh, he said, let everybody get whatever they want. But uh, if there is something bad, then I can take care. I'll take it. So that is his greatness. That pastime is there. And then finally the nectar came, Amrita. And then the fight began between the demons and the demigods. They wanted so. Again, Krishna, he took the form of Moini Murti, one beautiful lady. So beautiful that even uh, uh, Maya Devi, the external energy of Krishna, she's the most beautiful woman in the material world, Lord Shiva's wife. But even Maya Devi Parvati, she worships this Mohini Murti. Because Krishna himself, Krishna himself is so beautiful that if you see Krishna one time, you fall in love with him. He's so, uh, so much beautiful. That he is the beauty personified. And when he takes the form of the woman, you can imagine how much beautiful he must be as a woman. So he took this beautiful form of Mohini Murti and everybody got enamored. Even though the demigods and demons, they are also beautiful. They have nice forms, very shining, effulgent forms. But when they looked at Mohini Murti, they immediately fell in love with Mohini Murti, who is actually Krishna. But they didn't know this is Krishna. They thought, oh, such a nice lady. Wow. And everybody wanted to be the favorite person of this lady. So Moini Murti, that pastime is there, how she distributed the nectar to the demigods. Because demigods are naturally praying to the Lord that even though they have so many other things going on, their karma mishra bhakta means they are, they are also in the enjoying mood. But they have some devotion, karma, mishra, bhakti. They have some devotion, so they pray to the Lord. So considering their bhakti part, the Lord favored. The demons, they were saying, no business with God. God is not dead. There is no God. I am God. 
how there can be anybody else as God. So they have a different psychology. So therefore, Moini Murti decided that at least these people are praying nicely, so I'll favor them. So she gave the nectar to the demigods and the demons, they became unhappy. So that pastime is there. Uh, that is described here in brief. Then next is the text number 21. An account of the great battle fought between the demigods and the demons, a systematic description of the dynasty of various kings, and narrating narrations concerning Ikshwaku's birth, his dynasty, and the dynasty of the pious Sudyumna are all presented with uh, within this Bhagavatam. So next is the ninth canto description, where Lord Ramchandra, how he comes in this dynasty. That is being de- described in Ikshvaku, Ikshvaku Vamsha Prabhavo Ramo Nama. So the Ramchandra, he came in the dynasty of Ikshvaku. That is Surya Vamsha, the sun, originally coming from sun god, this dynasty. Just as Krishna is coming in the dynasty of moon god. So Lord Ramchandra, his description is there in the ninth canto. That is being discussed here. And the next is text 22. Also related are the history of Ila and Tara and the description of the descendants of sun god, including the kings Shashada and Nriga. So in this sun dynasty also the other kings Shushada and Nriga, their pastimes are discussed. Text number 23. The history of Sukanya, Saryati, the intelligent Kukusta, Katwanga, Mandata, Saubari, and Sagara are narrated. So these are all great personalities that are are being discussed next in Bhagavatam. And uh, Katwanga is a special personality who, how he achieved his liberation. Uh, That's a very nice story, uh, very nice description, Katwanga Muni. Uh, and then uh, Mandata was a great king of the whole earth planet. His character is described. So Vari Muni, how he was meditating in, in the water and how he got distracted by fish. That pastime is there. And then Sagara is the one who brought the Ganga, uh, river Ganga from the heavenly planets on the earth planet. Uh, to benefit his ancestors, he did this. So he is well known for his uh, this great work that uh, he did, avataran uh, of Ganga, because of his effort. Uh, river Ganga came <clears throat> because originally River Ganga is the water of the Karan Sagar, causal ocean. When Lord Vaman Dev, he put his foot and he pierced the layers of the universe, then the final layer was uh, uh, penetrated by his toenail, and the water from the causal ocean started coming inside this universe. And that water is known as the water of Ganga. It's the purest water. Uh, because it touched the feet of the Lord, Lord Krishna, in his Vamandev form. 
the water was washing his feet and then coming down in the universe. So that water is considered very pure and purifying water because it is the Charnamrita. It is the uh, washing the feet of the Lord. So Ganga's uh, Avtaran came to Earth planet. We can still go to India and see Ganga coming from Himalaya mountains, how and people take advantage, uh, they take bath in Ganga, etc. Ganga and Yamuna, they are both. Yamuna is also called Ganga in Bhagavatam, because they are like two different river streams coming from the same source, nearby mountains. Uh, if you go Gangotri, Yamunotri, they are not too far from each other. So from one mountain, Ganga is coming, another mountain, Yamuna is coming. So, like in two, uh, and and Ganga actually has five different branches, five different tributaries. So, Alaknanda, Mandakini, all these different tributaries, and then finally, it's known as Ganga. So, that is from the Himalaya mountain that you can see with your eyes. But how the Ganga river, in subtle form, Ganga is coming from the heavenly planets and from the top of the universe, how uh, is coming to the heavenly planet, from the heavenly planet to the earth planet. That description is there in Bhagavatam. So then next is text number 2526. The Srimad Bhagavatam describes how Lord Parshuram, the greatest descendant of Brigu, annihilated all the Kshatriyas on the face of the earth. It further recounts the lives of glorious kings who appeared in dynasty of the moon god, king as, such as Aila, Yayati, Nahusha, Dushmanta's son, Bharata, Shantanu and Shantanu's son, Bhishma. Also described is the great dynasty founded by King Yadu, the eldest son of Yayati. So this is the description of the dynasty of the sun god and then the moon god. The moon god dynasty is particularly important to understand for devotees because we are also in the dynasty of moon god. Because we are Achyuta, Gotra, as devotees. After you take initiation, you become one of the, uh, uh, in the, in the dynasty of moon god because Achyuta means Krishna. You are follower of Krishna, you are devotee of Krishna. So you are in Krishna's family. Krishna considers you as one of the family person. So as a devotee. So therefore, we understand So how this dynasty came from the moon god and who were the kings. That is all detail discussed here. And particularly Yadu dynasty, that Yadu is the son of Yayati. And, you know, the whole history is described in detail, the character of Yayati, how he was a great son of his father, and uh, how he made his sacrifice for the for his own father, uh, etc., is described. And then finally, we get <coughs> the uh, complete introduction of the character behavior uh, and all the details about Lord Krishna himself in the tenth canto, his family members, his home, his his home address, his telephone number, 
his email address, everything, all the details, his like, his dislike, his pastimes, every, what he did in Vrindavan, what he did in Gokul, how he appeared in this world, how he is supreme, how he is divine, everything in detail, personal details in 10th Canto. So before this 10th Canto is all this description up to 9th Canto is to understand how Krishna is the Supreme and how He takes different incarnations, how He takes different forms. Achutam, Advaitam Achutam Anadim Anantarupam Adyam Purana Purusham Navayavanamcha Vedeshu Durlabam Adurlabam Atma Bhakto Govindam Adi Purusham Tamam Bhajami So He is Advaitam, He is the only one Supreme. But Anantarupam, He takes many forms as different Vishnus. And he's infallible. So that uh, description is in detail. Because Krishna's reference is in every canto, uh, everywhere, because great devotees are discussing, so naturally they would be talking periodically about uh, Krishna is coming in picture everywhere. Uh, but uh, the main discussions are about his incarnations and different dynasties up to the ninth canto. And then tenth canto is completely about Krishna, his his personal details. Then the text number 28-29. How Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the Lord of the Universe, descended into his into this Yadu dynasty, how he took birth in the home of Vasudeva, and how he then grew up in Gokula, all this is described in detail. So this is the starting point of the tenth canto. He took, he appeared in uh, the prison house of Kamsa, Devaki and Vasudev. They were in the prison. If you go to Mathura, you can still see that prison. Uh, that was the basement part of Kamsa's palace. And they were captured inside the basement. They were locked up in there. And that is where Krishna appeared. So, in Mathura. And then he was transferred to Gokul by his father. In the middle of the midnight, he took he took birth. Janmashtami, he took birth on uh, uh, that uh, midnight. And then his father took him to Gokula. And in Gokula, his, who is the parents of Krishna? None than Yashoda. They are the parents. So then his pastime starts in Gokula. And how he delivers different demons who are coming to kill him. The first one that comes uh, is sending is the Putana. So Putana came and how he, Krishna as a little baby in the cradle. How he delivered Putana that all these pastimes are there. So then the next verse, 28 and 29. Also glorified are the innumerable pastimes of Sri Krishna, the enemy of the demons, including his childhood pastime of sucking out Putana's life, life air, along with her breast milk, wrecking the cart and killing the Shakatasura demon, trampling down Trinavarta, the whirlwind demon, Killing Bakasura, the Baka demon. Killing Vatsasura, 
killing Agasura and the pastimes he enacted when Lord Brahma hid his calves and covered boys in a cave. So, all, killing all these demons that were coming to kill him. He was killing and giving them liberation. The demons, they also get liberation, moksha. Their liberation is different from the liberation of the devotee of Krishna, but at least they get some liberation. But the devotee, he gets much, much higher, the highest liberation <coughs> in Golokdam Vrindavan. So, uh, these past times, then Lord Brahma, we Mohan Lila, Brahma, how Brahma took the, uh, stole the, uh, the, the calves and the coward boys, took them to the Brahma Loka, his planet, and he was hiding them inside the cave. He came back to see, and what happened? All that past time is there in the tenth canto. Why? Because Brahma had a question. Brahma said, when he got the news that this little boy in Vrindavan on the earth's planet, he killed the greatest demon whom I cannot kill, Lord Shiva cannot kill, nobody can kill him, Agasura, such a great demon, how he was killed by a little boy? I don't believe that. I, I have a hard time to even, I can't figure it out. Let me go and check out this little boy, who is this little boy, and he cannot be greater than me. Definitely, I am the greatest. So he came to check on Krishna and he stole these coward boys and calves. And then later on, how he realized that actually this little boy is none other but the supreme, original Supreme Personality of Godhead. And the Vishnu, my father, Garbhodakshai Vishnu, is only his Amsha. His uh, Garbhodak is coming from Mahavishnu, Karanshai Vishnu. Mahavishnu is coming from Chaturvyavtar. Chaturvyavtar is coming from Mahasankarshan. Mahasankarshan coming from Balaram. And Balaram coming from Krishna. So he is the original Vishnu. He is the Anant Vishnu, Adi Vishnu. This Krishna... So that whole realization and that whole pastime is there. That how Brahma got his final understanding. So that is being described. And text number 30. Denukasya. The Srimad Bhagavatam tells how Lord Krishna and Lord Balaram killed the demon Denukasura and companions. How Lord Balaram destroyed Pralambasura and also how Krishna saved the coward boys from a raging forest fire that hid, that encircled them. So how Krishna saved the boys from the forest fire? It was such a big fire in the forest of Vrindavan that the boys thought that now we are finished. We have nobody, nothing can be done. But whenever they were in trouble, who would they call for help? Krishna, 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 Mahabahu, Pahimam, Pahimam. So devotee, as devotees we can learn. Whenever we are in trouble, who should we call? Krishna, Krishna, Pahimam, Rakshamam. Please, Krishna, you protect me, you are the greatest, and I am your devotee. So, uh, this is the character of devotee. He depends only on Krishna, nobody else. 
So even when Nanda Maharaj or anybody in Vrindavan, anybody has any trouble, any problem, who they call? They call Krishna. Because inside their heart they know that this is our son, but actually he is not our son, he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So that original knowledge is also there in their heart. And whenever the trouble comes, then they immediately call on Krishna. That time they forget that he is our son. Otherwise, they all the time they are thinking, oh, he is our son. How he can be God? He is just our son. But when the trouble comes, then he becomes God for them. So devotee, he, uh, we, underst- we, uh, we understand and we learn from these great personalities how to always depend on Krishna. So Krishna is taking care of his devotees here. And he is protecting his devotees and is annihilating the demons. Text number 31-33. The chastisement of the serpent Kaliya, the rescue of Nanda Maharaj from great uh, uh, snake. Uh, the severe vows performed by young gopis who thus satisfied Lord Krishna. The mercy he showed the wives of Vedic Brahmanas who felt remorse, the lifting of Govardhan Hill, followed by worship and bathing ceremony performed by Indra and the Surabhikau, Lord Krishna's nocturnal pastimes with the coward girls, and the killing of the foolish demons Shankachura, Arishtasura and Keshi. All these pastimes are elaborately discussed. So the next topic in the 10th canto is uh, this uh, Kaliya serpent, uh, Kaliya Lila, how Krishna danced on this most poisonous Kaliya serpent and chastised him and sent him away to Fiji, near Fiji Island. Kaliya was in Vrindavan living, now he is living near Fiji, in one of the mountains in the cave. Uh, he is still there, he is old, now he is old. But because this happened 5,000 years ago, Kaliya was th- there in uh, India, in Vrindavan. Uh, but uh, Krishna, he said that don't stay here and don't harass my people. Go, I have a place for you. So he he was given a place to live. So that uh, is a uh, pastime is there, and Maharaj, how he was being swallowed up at in the midnight by the serpent, big big uh, snake, python, and then how Krishna saved Nand Maharaj, his father, and he kicked the this python, and this python, by Krishna's kick, he turned into the his previous form, the demigod form. He made his prayer and he went back to his planet. Because he was cursed to become a python by a sage. And then he he was now delivered by Krishna. And also his father was safe. Nanda Maharaj was saved. That pastime is there. Then the pastime with the gopis, pastime with the wives of the brahmanas, then the famous pastime of lifting Govardhan Hill, why he lifted Govardhan Hill, how he protected his devotees, how Krishna had nice time under the Govardhan Hill with his devotees for seven days, seven nights. And then 
Finally, Indra understood his mistake. He came back and he made his prayers. He worshipped Krishna. That description is there. Then the, all the great demons, Arista, Sura, Keshi, these are the greatest demons who cannot be killed by anybody. They are so powerful, but Krishna easily killed them. That description is there. <clears throat> Text number 34. The Bhagavatam describes the arrival of Akrura, the subsequent departure of Krishna and Balaram, lamentation of the gopis and touring of Mathura. So then next comes the departure of Krishna from Vrindavan going to Mathura. And then Mathura Leela will start what pastimes he performed in Mathura. But here, the gopis had the great separation. They were raised, they were the same age as Krishna. All the gopis, they felt the separation that how we can live without Krishna why Krishna is even going to Mathura? There's no need for him to go to Mathura. Uh, but uh, Krishna had his own plans. So he left with his brother Balaram. So that description is there. Text number 35. Also narrated are how Krishna and Balaram killed the elephant Kualiapid, restless Mushtika and Chanura and Kamsa, the great king, and other demons, as well as how Krishna brought back the dead son of his spiritual master, Sandipani Muni. So these next pastimes are Mathura Leela, where he, as he enters, he, he is killing whatever obstacles are put by Kamsa, the great elephant Kualiapida, how he was killed. Then the great wrestlers, Chanura and Mustika, and then others, six of them. They were all killed by Krishna and Balaram in the wrestling arena. Then finally Krishna killed the greatest, most powerful king, Kamsa. So that pastime is there. And then he was sent by his parents. He released his parents from the prison of Kamsa. And then his father said, now you have to go to the school. So he was sent to the school in Ujjain, Sandipani Muni. And he studied there. Uh, so his teacher, Sandipani Muni, that pastime is there. Text number 36. Then, O Brahmana, thus this scripture, Bhagavatam recounts how Lord Hari while residing in Mathura in the company of Uddhava and Balaram, performed pastimes for the satisfaction of Yadu dynasty. So, while living in Mathura, how he made his devotees in Mathura happy, Krishna and Balaram. Their only concern was to see how the citizens of Mathura, how they can be very happy. So, that's what they were doing. And then, different other kings who were demons, they attacked and how Krishna took care of them. Then finally, <clears throat> text number 37. Also described the annihilation of each of the many armies brought by Jarasandha. The killing of barbarian king Kala Yavana in the establishment of Dwarka city. So then comes the pastime. Finally, Jarasandha is attacking 17 times. He's getting defeated, his army of 
hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands of soldiers every time is annihilated by Krishna and Balaram. There are rivers of blood flowing and all this Jarasandha's army people, all these demoniac soldiers are killed by two people, Krishna and Balaram. They are a very small army. Krishna and Balaram's army is very small and uh, Jarasandha's army is very big. But Krishna and Balaram said, never mind, we can take care of them all. So they were all killed and they got liberation also because they are killed by Krishna. Uh, But Jarasandha, they did not kill him. And uh, finally Jarasandha, uh, he was going to be killed by somebody else, another devotee of Krishna. That pastime is also there in Mahabharata. But uh, <clears throat> Jarasandha was left alone. Every time he would go back and gather up the army, bring them to fight with Krishna, and Krishna would take care of them. So that pastime is there. Text number 38. So Kal Yavana was also killed, how he was killed. That's a very special pastime. And then Krishna went, that so many demons are coming to disturb in Mathura and my citizens, my devotees, they are getting disturbed. So I will build them a nice beautiful city. So he built the Dwarka city in the middle of the ocean near Gujarat. It's in it's part of Gujarat state. If you go, Dwarka city is there. Original Dwarka city now is under ocean inside. But the, the remnants are there. <coughs> Historic places are there that are around Dwarka city. So uh, this beautiful Dwarka city was built by Vishwakarma, the architect and engineer of the heavenly planets. He made this beautiful city made of gold and all the expensive items, diamonds and rubies and lapis lazuli, so many most valuable things he used. He brought all the ingredients from the heavenly planet and built this beautiful city for Krishna, offered it as a gift to Krishna. as Like, you know how devotees make the offering that, okay, whatever nice things we can bring you, please accept it. So Vishwakarma did his worship and offering. He built the city for Krishna. Krishna lived there very happily. So all these pa- next pastimes are the description of Krishna, how he lived in Dwarka. Text number 39. Also narrated are how Lord Krishna in the battle of with Banasura defeated Lord Shiva. He killed the master of Prakjyotishpura and then rescued the young princesses held captive in the city. So these pastimes are there, Banasura's episode. <clears throat> Banasura was a devotee of Lord Shiva. How he came to fight with Krishna and what happened, all that thing is there. And then the, another demon also, Prakjyotishpura. And how the princesses were released. Text number 4041. There are descriptions of the powers and death of King of Chedi. King, King of Chedi, that is Sishupal. 
Pondraka, Shalva, the foolish Dantavakra, Sambara, Dvivida, Pita, Mura, Panchajana and other demons. Along with description of how Varanasi was burnt to the ground. The Bhagavatam also recounts how Lord Krishna relieved the earth's burden by engaging the Pandavas in the battle of Kurukshetra. So finally there is the battle of Kurukshetra and all these other demons are killed. There is one after another. Krishna killed so many demons, miscreants, bad people to relieve the burden of the earth's planet so people can live happily. That was the purpose. And then finally the battle of Mahabharata. So that is being discussed. Text number 46. Thus, O best of the Brahmanas, I have explained here what you have inquired from me. This literature has glorified in full detail the activities of the Lord's pastimes incarnations. So finally, this is what uh, the Shaunakadi Rishis, they had asked the question. So Sutta Goswami is answering that uh, and I, this is the enumeration, short summary of what took place, what is the matter of Srimad Bhagavatam. Text number 47. If when falling, sleeping, feeling pain or sneezing, one involuntarily cries out in a loud voice, obeisances to Lord Hari, one will be automatically freed from all his sinful reactions. So this is the final version after understanding all these different pastimes. If even by mistake we say obeisances to Lord Hari, then we are relieved from all the sinful reactions. Immediately we become free from all the suffering because sinful reactions are the ones that are the cause of suffering in this material world. Purport, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsthi Maharaj explains that Lord Sri Chaitanya is always loudly chanting the song Hare Haraye Nama Krishna. This is also Prabhupada's favorite song. Hari Haraya Nama Krishna Yadavaya Nama Yadavaya Madhavaya Keshavaya Namaha So Namaha means I am paying my obeisances. Lord Chaitanya is always singing this song, Haraye Nama Krishna, in the courtyard of Srivas Thakur. And that this same Lord Chaitanya will free us from our materialistic enjoying if we also loudly chant the glories of the Supreme Lord Hari. So that is the purport, end of the purport. So now we will discuss a little bit about what we are learning today. Just a short few minutes because we don't have a lot of time. So I would like to ask you what you have learned so far. What is your understanding in this super discussion? You have in one or two sentences, can you say something that I have learned? I understand this or I like this idea. Something did you like? What was the one thing that captured your attention? Because you've been listening very carefully. How? Yes. 
what is the purpose behind it so that is the main main topic it's you have captured the essence of today's discussion that the main thing is that we for us to understand that how i can benefit from all this discussion what is my uh, benefit or how i can take advantage because whatever knowledge we can capture that is going to stay with us all the descriptions are there but what is our capacity according to our own capacity we can capture the essence so this essence is discussed as in shrimad bhagavatam is considered as the essence of all the scriptures all the books all the knowledge and therefore it is called puranarko adunodita krishna swadamopagate dharma gyanadi bisaha purana arko adunodita that after krishna he performed his past times he comes once in the day of brahma one time in 8.6 billion years he lives here for 125 years and he performs all these different past times that we studied his different incarnations that we just studied little bit how the creation of the universe take place and all of these details but after krishna leaves the planet then kaliyuga starts and in kaliyuga is the dark age and people are confused people are fighting with each other people are running into problems they try to solve their problems but they run into more problems so all of these things are happening because of the influence of the age of kali the darkness so therefore who will give light because krishna is gone dharma gyanadi dharma is gone with krishna krishna is dharma personified gyana his gyana is knowledge personified so everything good is gone with him to back to god to the spiritual world golokdam so then what will happen to people How, who will solve the problem so then he says shukdev goswami Uranarko, Arka means the sun, just like the sun in the morning comes and all the darkness is gone, the light is there. Similarly, this Bhagavatam Purana, which is the Sattvata Samhita, it is the best literature or the best book that is the dearmost book of all the great personalities, all the Mahajans, Lord Shiva, Brahma, everybody worships this Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, all the great acharyas they worship bhagavatam lord chaitanya mahaprabhu he says that bhagavatam is the best book shrimad bhagavatam puranam amalam tatra daro napara there is nothing better than shrimad bhagavatam sri chaitanya mahaprabhu matam idam chaitanya mahaprabhu says this is my decision that if you want to study only one book then study shrimad bhagavatam why because now after krishna leaving the planet again he is 
present in Srimad Bhagavatam. So when you open Srimad Bhagavatam and start reading Srimad Bhagavatam, you are again directly in contact with Krishna, the Supreme Personality. And when you are in contact with Srimad uh, with Sri Krishna, the Supreme Lord, then no trouble can come to you, nothing bad can happen to you, because you're directly <coughs> in contact with the Supreme. So therefore, Puranarko Aduno, that is why Bhagavatam ha- is manifested after Krishna personally he left the planet, but the Bhagavatam is there to uh, solve our problem. So if we take full shelter of Srimad Bhagavatam, then all our problems are solved. And here in this particular last verse, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's special method is mentioned. That Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, He just said, Hari Haraya Nama, always. He's chanting and people, devotees are wondering, why He's always saying Hari Haraya Nama, Krishna Yadavai Nama. That, my dear Lord Krishna, you are the Yadav, and I pay my obeisances. You are the Hari, you are the Supreme Lord. I pay my obeisances. Why is he always singing this bhajan? So Prabhupada, his, his favorite bhajan was also this same bhajan, Lord Chaitanya. So he is also singing, Prabhupada is singing Hari Harai. Very beautiful voice, this bhajan is there. Prabhupada is singing. So, uh, Yadavai Nama, Madhavai Nama, Keshavai Nama. Like that, so when we sing this song, then immediately we become free from all our troubles, all our sinful reaction, all our suffering. That's guaranteed. Because it's tested by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. And it is coming in the disciplic succession. All the devotees, Guru Parampara of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they're singing this favorite bhajan, Hari Harai Nama Krishna Yadvai Nama. And Prabhupada is singing, devotees are singing. So when we sing this song, that is our solution. So Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Maharaj is saying, he is saying that particularly, that this is how you can solve all your problems. Even if you don't have, you are not the greatest scholar, even if you don't have a lot of other things. But if you simply learn this song, that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is singing, Prabhupada is singing, Hari Hari Nama Krishna Yadva Nama. Then all your problems are solved. Very easy solution. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarati Maharaj himself is giving in this last text number 47. So, we should take his advice, we should take Prabhupada's example and sing this song. Just by singing this song. So, what is, in this song we are paying our obeisances to the Supreme Lord Krishna. So, if we come in the temple and we pay our obeisances, then it is physical obeisances. See, when we sing this song, then it is verbal obeisances. Verbally, we are paying our obeisances. Hari, Hari, Nama. Hari, Lord Krishna, I am paying my obeisances. We are saying, we are singing. But when we make sastang, dandvat pranam in front of the deity form, Radha Kalachanji, or whichever iskan temple you are in, you pay your obeisances to the deities. Then it is even better because now you are physically surrendering, you are offering our obeisance. So there, this is one instruction out of the four instructions Krishna is giving in Bhagavad Gita. He says, Man mana bhava, you engage your mind always in me. Mad bhakta, you become my devotee, perform 
Shramanam Kirtanam, nine kind of devotional service, Mad Bhakta. Mad Yaji, you do Sankirtan Yagya, you do Hare Krishna Mahamantra Yagya sacrifice, Harinam Sankirtan. And Maam Namaskuru and pay obeisances to me. Four things he is saying. He is saying in Bhagavad Gita, two times he is saying. So, here, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Maharaj, he is giving example of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he is saying, you just have to sing this song and pay obeisances to Krishna. So, that is the solution to all our problems. Any questions or comments? Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada ki Srimad Bhagavatam ki Jai. Hare Krishna. Pancha Kalpatar Vyas. Kripa Sindhu Vyavacha. Pativa Nam Pavane Pyavashna Pyanamo. Thank you very much. You, uh, even though we are a little bit over time, you listened to this discussion very nicely. So I thank you very much. Hare Krishna.